What up, everybody? We are back this week for this week's episode of the Big Gold Bell Podcast. And I'm here with our strong other, uh, should I say, members of the team today. Jamal, the giant crap, is back. He has returned. And along with uh, Mr. Hot Take Hill Will himself, fellas, fellas, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, Pretty good. Um, I hear that there's some new wrestling coming out, and I'm not sure what to make of it. (laughs) New wrestling? (laughs) New wrestling? (laughs) <laughs> is there gonna be new wrestling I, 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 I have one thing to say i have one thing to say everybody but before, before we get started here i have one question have people slept have people gotten their rest because if you haven't now would probably be a good time <laughs> to do it do it while you can because we're like on the beginning of the roller coaster where it's going up the hill and it's just about to go over the top of that hill so I, sleep I will, while you can. I will say I have went to a 10-hour WrestleMania, so nothing that's happening next week I'm not prepared for. And at least I get breaks in between this one, so absolutely different thing. But before we start the show today, Will, are you and uh, Mauro Ronaldo good now? Y'all good? Oh, my God. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Last night when I was watching NXT – I was so good. I made sure I did not make one kind of comment of any darn sort about any kind of commentary about anything about respect about the show. I, I heard I was still being talked about into the weekend. I, I, can, I, can, I can tell you this. I can tell you this, folks. I can tell you this for sure from a personal experience now. That mute button on Twitter, it's really powerful because I didn't see none of it. I just kept hearing it from other people. So, okay, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, last week there was there was a whole lot of drama on the well, NXT, first episode of NXT because I dared to say what I've said previously about not being the biggest fan of Morrow's commentary, and for some reason last week it blew up and got all the way to him himself and all this, and I was taken okay. to task for not like. <laughs> Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's interesting because I've said it before and I'll say it again. Morrow <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> that was the part that got me. It's like, um, I've been saying this for at least nine months to a year. This is nothing new. So why it suddenly blew up last week, I don't know, but it did. People well, do not like that take, apparently. I think more people are, are, are paying attention to NXT, so that, that could be it also, and a lot more eyes for an NXT than ever before. Even over a takeover, um, you had NXT uh, seen by more people at one time, the potential to be seen by more people at one time than at any other point in time in their history. So uh, in just that hour of USA last week or the last yep. two weeks. So that's probably it. Probably yeah. it. That have never heard of NXT and they were like, oh my God, these guys are good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, before. Be- 
Yeah, I was going to say, right before we get into, like, kind of breaking down the first two weeks of NST and our thoughts and stuff like that, really quickly, I want to go over uh, a couple of things to plug really fast, too. Um, um, First off, definitely make sure you step over to the YouTube channel. My preview for episode three of season two of WOW will be uploaded tomorrow as they return this Saturday again to the reg- uh, to the regular television slot at 10 o'clock on Access. Um, it took a week off break because they ran live shows last week. Um, so they're back to uh, Access come this, uh, this weekend. So you can check that out. And the review, review will be on YouTube. A review, I'm saying uh, preview, because it will not contain spoilers. Just pretty much uh, the frames of what you should be expecting, talking storylines and other things for a while. Um, and also coming up this weekend, locally, Primetime Wrestling is returning Uh, And, uh, Will, you got the information for that. Yes, indeed. Saturday, September 28th, that afternoon, going down again at D.C. Brow. It is sold out third time in a row, but it is going to be a good time with Primetime Pro Wrestling, who today, with a whole lot of publicity in the Washington Post, of all places, a great write-up on what Primetime's doing with bringing diversity and inclusion to the indie wrestling scene and how DC is really taking off. They already got another date lined up for November, but this is going to be a big weekend at Primetime with big names like Fred Yehi coming through. We Who else we got coming through on this? We got Fred Yehi. We got, of course, O'Shea Edwards trying to secure a title shot mm-hmm. against the primetime pro wrestling champion Bro Keller if he's successful this weekend when he teams up with Jaden Newman against uh, Bro Keller and Tim Donst. Then he will get his title shot in November. So there's a lot on the line this weekend at Embassy Row at DC Brow. There may be a few tickets floating around from people who bought ones that can now cannot go. If you're interested, hit me up at Heel Will Mahoney on the Twitter machine. I know a few people who might have an in, so to speak, that we're trying to unload stuff, but it's a very hot ticket. It's sold out otherwise. And it'd be a heck of a way to kick off what is going to be. An insane week of wrestling. Right sure. on. Yeah, uh, uh, Lolo and Gator, man, they, they, they're getting it done. It's the third sold-out show. Um, and um, like you said, being covered by outlets, uh, hitting every platform. You said Washington Post. Uh, I saw another Esther, uh Lolo talking about uh, Nala Rose and uh, Washington City Paper. That's right. Um, so primetime is absolutely um hit hit the ground running and with three sold out shows the first one literally being hot as hell and the momentum continuously uh going into the third show you definitely if you have not had a chance to experience wrestling in washington dc you definitely want to make sure you have a um you try to get in there if possible now again like will said this show is sold out so you might want to start uh getting those coins together for that November show because I'm expecting that one with big names already announced for that as well, too, to sell out pretty fairly, too. And also, DC Brown has good beer. So, you know, for the, in the meantime, have yourself a beer and experience some good wrestlers. Uh, meet and greet, buy some merch. Uh, meet the people that made all this uh, come together. So it's a good time, for sure. So um, you you can uh, check them out at PT... Is it PT Wrestling? I got it right in front PT of me here. Primetime PW. Primetime PW, yes, on the yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously Primetime Pro Wrestling on Facebook where you can get all the information and stuff like that, too. So, And already um, announced for November, since those tickets are going to be coming out imminent, imminently, Joey Ryan coming to mm. the district for the first time. Against Faye Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, an interge- and we're also going to have a 
Effie making his debut in the mm-hmm. area. He has not been through here at all. He'll be coming through against Isaiah Frazier in yeah. the two matches that we know about so far. So yeah. lots of good stuff coming in November. Primetime is on a tear. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and like I said before, and I've, I've said almost every show, the, the DMV, we got some good wrestling going on here. We got with Primetime, CW, um, Flying V, uh, Crab. Everyone, everyone's putting on good shows. And um, um, uh, 3CW, I, I know because people are going get to on, get on me if I forget their names. Even out West Virginia, they got wrestling going on as well, too, with Primal Conflict. So there's tons of good wrestling, tons of good talent in this area, 100% sure. And it's bringing big names in this area because everyone realized that our fan base is awesome. And that's why, as we move forward talking about next week, that's why the debut of AEW will be in the nation's capital and we'll be in the building. But we'll get there in a little, in a little bit. But let's, 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 let's shift to NXT. Two weeks, USA Network. Um, they confirmed it last night, like I said, um, that the first two weeks were split an hour on USA Network, an hour on um, the network because of the hiccup. Um, not knowing that Suits <laughs> had to run two more episodes before they were done. So th- the third week, it will be two hours on the USA Network. But two-week evaluation, guys. How you guys feeling? What you're thinking about it so far? Um, um, and overall, do you do you think they got a good tempo, good pacing? Um, and what do you expect uh, come a third, the third week when we happen to run two solid hours on the USA Network? Thoughts and reflections, guys. So I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I actually haven't watched NXT in about a year and a half, largely because I can't stand Marvel on commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch a Japanese stream of uh, NXT on, like, on um, like the Japanese version of the WWE Network, and I've lost that connection. So I really, I, <laughs> honest to God, cannot, I would rather watch it in Hindi or Farsi or Greek <laughs> or goddamn Klingon to then, then listen to Marlon Ronaldo stream and drop lame ass, you know, '90s rap, rap references like he's like he works for ESPN, and you know who you are on ESPN, and you still suck. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm really not a fan of his. I think he kind of takes away from uh, a, a lot of the action. And and personally, if if I don't want to watch him wrestling on mute, so I just go to takeovers when I can. Um. Definitely just name drop Stephen A. Smith because he seems to be one of those type of people when you call him out, he comes on the show. And I would love to have Stephen A. on the show. But I mean, I, was, I, mean, I wasn't really talking about Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I was really talking about uh, Max Kellerman. But um, if you want to <laughs> say Stephen A. Smith also, also then sure. We know uh, you don't, don't like his, Stephen A. We know that. Well, I mean, there's a special place in hell uh, for Stephen A. Smith. And it's <laughs> next door to Stuart Scott. So... <laughs> Not a fan, but I digress. Um, yeah, really, I know. I mean, so from what I hear about the matches, obviously the first hour then being split to the second hour, uh, a lot of this stuff seems like filler as they're just building up towards this big show. Uh, the question is, obviously this is arguably the biggest wrestling week uh, of the year. WrestleMania week be damned. SummerSlam be damned. Um, you know, TNA uh, be damned. Um and it's a lot going on, on on TV. And one thing that we've always said about WWE is that, okay, there's just too much. And it's not very good. But now that they're giving us too much, and it may or may not be good, is this still a problem? I mean, it is six hours uh, of wrestling from the WWE a week too much, whether it's good or bad. 
Uh, no, not a problem for me because, um, as everyone else, you have the ability to cut your TV off. If it becomes too much, anything that becomes too much for you in life, um, just walk away from it or, you know, end it, whatever it may be. But when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to television, you, if it's, if it's just too much, it is. But again, you, for 999 on the network, you'd absolutely get your bang for your bro- your buck. How much cable costs? You better be glad that you at least got something you can watch every single day on that channel. Because God knows, m- not other channels really give you five full days of of stuff that you can watch. So, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think that it's just a good time. There's so much more. There's so many times. There's so much more talent than it's ever been in the professional wrestling world. And um, it's good to see, again, some of these people that's worked so hard get to showcase and display their talents on uh, on televised, on, on, on television, excuse me, um, for them only being able to work in bingo halls at, at a certain point. So, like, I'm happy for it from a professional standpoint for them, but also as a fan, I'm happy to see that at some point I don't have to go out yonder to see somebody that I've been wanting to see. That every, at some point, any and everybody you want to see should be on TV. So it's cool. I'm not. I don't have a problem. I don't see how anybody complain there. You know. Yeah, fair enough. And and on top too, like you don't have cable. Matter of fact, you're moving away from cable. Fine. You you don't get raw, but Fox, you get that because that's just regular TV. You know, stick an antenna on it. Bam, you got Fox. Nine ninety nine to stream, and pff, there you go. So like for that, you get. And on top of that now, which I, I, I didn't realize, but I, I mean, I, I did realize recently, but I keep forgetting that now the, the network is kind of working on like a Hulu uh, type of action where after it comes on TV, it's on the network the next day. It wasn't like that at first. It was legit. Oh, really? No, it was it, it was on Raw Monday. It was on Hulu Tuesday. And I don't know when it hit the network, but it wasn't on that. I thought it was like a month later. On the it's been it's been a month delay from like yeah, for the from yeah. going from USA to the network. As far yeah, as right. see, yeah, now it's the next day. So you know, and, and wait, you, wait, wait, wait. So so from Raw and SmackDown are available on the following day on you on the network. Yeah. Yep. Damn. I ain't seen that. Hold on now, y'all I, keep talking. Y'all I'm, keep talking. I'm gonna go look. <laughs> I am about. 85% sure that when I so I stopped my Hulu at one point so I could try to change the billing day because obviously you can't just call and do that. You have to cancel it and then restart it so I can have all my stuff on like one one period or whatever. And I just happened to get on network and I was like, holy hell, it's right here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> NXT is going to be on there the next day. So the Wednesday NXTs will be on there in full on a Thursday night. Thursday night right. at 8 p.m. They'll be debuting. Right, because yeah. that's um, still the rest of the world. I, 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 just, I mm-hmm. just pulled up the network. The most recent episode of Raw is August 26th. It's a month behind. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm almost check sure. SmackDown just to be sure. Okay. SmackDown August 27th. They're a month out, just like they've that's, always been. I, I'm pretty confident that that's, that's what I saw. But okay, so maybe not. Maybe I was looking at Hulu by mistake again. But anyway, um, I just think that... Uh, well, I forgot my whole point because I was talking about that for a second. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This, this, the whole thing is that you have accessibility to watch this stuff however you can now, so many different ways. And now that it's not just strictly one way to watch it, people should be happy that there's multiple platforms, multiple days, and so forth for people to catch up on all the wrestling they need. Uh, okay. But it's understandable. 
I, and, and and just to just finish off my thoughts about NXT period. For the first two weeks, I think they did a good job putting on really high caliber matches, storytelling, introducing um introducing characters, introducing new characters, um, um, and uh returning characters. And I think that even though Shayna Baszler hasn't wrestled yet, you know, you you, you they're drawing stakes on the line. You see the importance of the women's championship and her story and you know what each title mean as far as like it is they i think they're doing a really good job in catching people up really quick to everything that's kind of circulating right now in nxt um and it just it just feels like they just they 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 got their direction quick and um it's all coming together really good so in other words for this big moment for them to have their debut two weeks ago i feel like that um they were well prepared for it yeah i i can totally agree with that Overall, because what they did a great job, I think, of is we were talking about last week was a big part of what these early episodes needed to be was going to be introducing the USA Network audience to who the NXT roster was. There's so many people who saw NXT for the, the TV show and not a takeover for the first time in the last two weeks. And they took people like Walter and Imperium and this week Dakota Kai people who it was very clear we're just putting them out here so you can see them this is their name here's a couple of their moves this is what they do they did it with Cameron Grimes the last two weeks like the underneath people there is kind of like, okay here's people we want to get in the mix here's who mm-hmm. they are here's what they can do just to familiarize people with them this week uh what we had we had Dijak and uh Keith Lee got to have mm-hmm. their showcase first week you had uh you know, he had Velveteen on that week, being that Velveteen on the second week. I think between the two weeks, they did a great job of, they got a good probably two dozen names over and mm-hmm. some exposure. And I think that's a great starting point for those mm-hmm. first two weeks. And now we go in pretty much now, say, okay, you kind of had a two-week head start in AEW to be like, all right, these are kind of our preview specials. Here's that we're setting the table for everything. Now next week, I think it's all bets are off and they're going to you know, hit the ground running and it's time to go. They're having all the titles on the line next week except the North American title. And yeah, obviously, we don't, they ain't going to be holding back. And as they said this week, it's going to be with limited commercial interruption next week. Oh, against really? the, yes, on USA. Ooh. NXT will have limited commercial interruption against the premiere of All Elite Wrestling on TNT. So they are pulling out every stop they can but pull be, out. But it's not a competition, though. I mean, this is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, no. I mean, they're just going up against a t-shirt company. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, yeah, about NXT first two weeks. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, do you think that the first hour, or the first two weeks of NXT, uh, as they tried to get out ahead of the game, obviously hampered by the season series finale of Suits, which is, I guess, is a big deal. Um, do you think that they could have just waited and maybe peppered all of this on the network, ran some promos on Raw and SmackDown and promote the hell out of it, which they never did anyway, and just came out with a bang in a takeover-like um, show to blow everybody out of the water on their first day? I, I like either way. I mean, that sounds like a good, a, a good alternate, but... Um... I think the first two weeks is good in case they had any hiccups. I mean, the transition between network, I mean, from uh, USA Network to WWE Network was flawless. Oh, I'm sorry. They had some hiccups 
week one. The first that, week they, was a mess. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Last the night second was fun. week, they got it. Yes, they yeah. got it. So um, they worked out the kinks and stuff. So good for them. And who's to say they may not have to go back to this, you know, to, to this style at some point. Hopefully not. Um, but I, I think it was a good first two trial week to make sure they didn't have any issues with personnel, staffing, backstage, uh, integration with the USA Network. Obviously, flipping over to the WWE Network, everything seemed to be fine. So, um, good, good, good for them, and also good for the people who was able to work the camera and work the commercials for the first half, and being able to uh, and and um, and being able to adapt to that because maybe that was a big thing for certain people as well too, where they need to say like, we need to make sure that these people know how to work um, these breaks and stuff. So, I, again, I just think for the first two weeks, it was a good to do that. To just get any kinks out. Um, but with that being said, week three, I am expecting I am expecting what you said. I'm expecting them to come out looking like a home run derby and you know going for it all. And I think so with all the championships being on lines, I think they're probably gonna put their big their big ticket uh, sellers on the grandest stage and they're gonna they're gonna get them to do what they do. So um, like I said, I will see, we'll see what they do week three and I'm um, hopefully, you know, they just keep their momentum going. Hopefully they got everything worked out and, uh, they're ready to go. Yeah. I think they totally, they could have done what, 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 what giant crab was just saying, what Jamal is saying. They could have just waited and been like, okay, we just come out first week and just, that's it. And just put on a takeover type show and just go from there. I don't think going these first two weeks as like a lead into it. I don't think that hurts anything as far as doing that next week. And that is fully what I expect next Wednesday. I pretty I figure they are going to run a takeover event next week. They are not going to hold anything back. It's going to be takeover at full sale like it was back in the day before they started running arenas. That isn't, I think, undercut at all by doing these first two weeks. Like I said, the first two weeks were like an appetizer. I think it exposed the brand to some new people. It got in front of some new eyes. And if anything, it got the time slot on USA Network established as this is where the show is. It's on USA. It's on Wednesday night. Now we're ready to go. I don't think it hurts whatever they're trying to do next week in any kind of way. And that's the question really just becomes, hey, what are they going to deliver next week? How nuts is it going to be? And, oh, and also, I guess if anything, what it established is we know what the ratings are now for NXT for the last two weeks. The first week it came in at just over a million. It came in at 1.1. And then the big news today, it only dropped a tenth of that. It stayed just over a million. So they barely lost any significant chunk of audience in week two, which I think is a great sign for them. And as we discussed last week, I don't know if it happened against the Suits finale, but at least in week one, they beat the second-to-last episode of Suits. So that number, as far as USA went, was golden. That was a great number. So if they can pull a million at least every darn week, they should be fine as far as like having Wednesday night on USA on lock for the foreseeable future. Well, yeah. of course, obviously, the big deal is going to be about you know competing for television ratings and stuff like that. Um, I guess as it relates to AEW and NXT uh, themselves, do you guys consider this the Wednesday Night Wars? Uh, and I had a reason I'm going to explain. I can, I can explain why I asked that. But the NXT um, is a show. AEW is a different show. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have to compete with each other, especially in this DVR on-demand world that we live in. 
Can, can I ask a really quick question before you finish out your point? Can you can we all explain what the Wednesday Night War meant to us, just so I can get a perspective of which each one of us was thinking or seeing back then? Like what? Was, Monday, Monday night. The Monday Night War. Yeah, Monday. Excuse yeah. me. Yes, the Monday Night War. What, what was it for you guys um, that you know? Although they titled it as a war, and although we kind of contributed to it as a war faction, but what do you guys like? What was it about about it back then? That well, made it a conflict for y'all. Okay, well, I can say this quickly. Then, then that's there are two things to that. Yes, both WWE and WWF at the time and WCW counterprogrammed against each other as their show were live. Um, and then, of course, the infamously WWE spilled. I mean, goddamn it, WCW spilled the beans on a major title change, which kind of tipped WWF favor. But that said, for me, it was always a no-brainer. I never liked WWF's product. I always watched WCW because both of them were wrestling shows, but WWF presented one type and they've been basically telling the same story since the late sixties and WWE, I mean, and God damn it, WCW started off with a cruiserweight match or a six man tag or, you know, La Parca or a guy like, you know, Kidman or, you know, just the variety of wrestlers that they had mm-hmm. appealed to me. Mm-hmm. I did not, I never liked Goldberg, but I mm-hmm. love Steve Regal. Mm-hmm. I never liked uh, Sting, but I love Scott Steiner. For WWF, they were more character-based, and I really couldn't get into that. I never cared about The Rock or Triple H or Steve Austin. or the Und- I fucking hate The Undertaker. So it was never really a war for me. I knew what I was going to watch every single time. And even still, when I saw Shane McMahon appear on TNT in a stupid little turtleneck, for weeks after, I would go, this can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> and I was still turn on on, on your know, TNT at eight o'clock, hoping the nitro would come on. Please, Tony Schiavone, come back. Yeah, yeah, no, you ain't lying. I ain't gonna lie. That episode, I was exactly the same way. I, I like there wasn't the internet to go read the message board. I legit was in denial too, to be quite frank. I did. I, you tapping into some old feelings there. I, 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 then I, you call the wrestling hotlines, and I didn't have the money for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and even had- then, a lot of the hotlines they weren't believing it either. They're like, "Oh no, this is all just this is all just a storyline. This is all just a story." They 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 coming back. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it was um, very very uh, kind of similar. Um, I definitely was more keen to WCW um, because I like first of all, like like you said, I love WCW commentary way better. I liked uh, the wrestlers better. The cruiserweights, which I didn't even define them as cruiserweights back then. I mean, yeah, they they went for the cruiserweight championship or any other championship that that they wanted. But I I just resonated with a lot of those wrestlers much better because um, I think WCW did a really good job in making sure that their undercard, midcard, and upper card or all of them was important. Where you just at any given point. Billy Kidman could go for the heavyweight championship or whatever it may be. Like it, they just did a really good job and just keeping everything so mixed up that legit your favorite wrestler, no matter who he was, could could be the big shot at any given moment. I feel like WCW, excuse me, WWF, WWE, whatever, kept their top guys as their top guys. They did a really good job in fractions, or whatever. But I was, I really rarely flip back and forth to see what was happening on both. I was really stuck to WCW just because I just think that they just did a better overall job in producing what was, what, what did I like? What resonated well, with me? They presented, I just think they presented a, a broader scope of what wrestling could be. 
instead of these very specific storylines that were supposed to evoke an emotion or not. So that, so the, and again, uh, you know, if you ask me, I'm here for the wrestling. I really don't care about the storylines. That doesn't yeah. mean that you know, people can't turn a good promo. Uh, Cody Rhodes certainly did on YouTube uh, earlier this week, but, uh, but, but that I was, I'm always here for the wrestling. So oh, that's why I watched WCW. Also, another thing too, make it very clear: at the age I was watching both WCW and W and WWF, um, I was younger. So the things that WWF put on. I damn sure wasn't being in to watch that in front of my people. So that also completely restricted <laughs> half of what I could watch because of the simple fact of like at any given point, I didn't know when it may turn to a bra and panties match or it may just go completely off the rails and not wrestling, but just bickering at each other. So with WCW, they did everything. They, they just, it was wrestling. So a hundred percent, you got, you knew what you were getting. You were getting wrestling each and every week. But like like uh like Jamal said, WWF was character based, which meant that it did a lot more time behind the mic. You got these people like The Rock, and sure they put on some good matches and stuff like that. But <laughs> on a Monday night basis, it was it was to be honest, it was football or WCW because WWF was just a little bit too sketch for me to be able to watch in front of my people without being like, all right, what the hell are you watching right now? You know what I mean? Which makes me think. I don't think W. I don't think AEW is going to go off the rails like that. But if AEW is not catering to kids, there's going to be a lot of people more keen to seeing the street profits on NXT. So I don't know, but yeah, go ahead, Will. Yeah, well, okay. Being a little older when all that was going on in the '90s, I I'm with you guys. I was a WCW guy through and through. Always was. I always gravitated more to because it had the harder edge. It was more about the wrestling. Everything you're saying. It wasn't as much of a cartoon as the WWF at the time was. What in my mind, what I would say was made it more of a war. If we're talking about the Monday Night War, was the approach that WCW took to that to Nitro when it started right out of the gate. Nitro, the second week in, the first week they were directly on against Raw, on that very second episode, Bischoff read off results and said, hey, you know, well, don't bother watching that other show. It's taped. Shawn Michaels beats the big guy with a super kick and retains the Intercontinental title. Just bang. He just threw it right out there in the second episode, which at the time was just unheard of. But that's what, to me, made it a war was... Bischoff was very interested in going after the WWF and making it a personal thing. And it took a damn long time for the WWF and Vince and them to kind of come, come to their senses and realize, oh, damn, uh, they're really trying to mess with us. And uh, they have some resources and we need to kind of get our act together and uh, turn this around. And, and, and eventually they did. But for a while there, WCW was the hottest damn company in the world. There's there's no arguing that point. They were kicking their butt for a long damn time there. And what I not that I know that that's going to happen now, but that's the weird thing. I think the difference between that that war and what we might be seeing now is WCW was an established company with a long history coming out of the NWA back in the 80s. I mean, it was all about Ric Flair, Sting, Luger, I mean, you name it, the, the old NWA guys, I mean, how the Road Warriors came in at that point, like the Steiners, you name them. That was an established brand. It had history. It doesn't have that history for me 
that WCW did going into this. You know, there's people definitely invested in a lot of these guys, but hell, even Cody Rhodes. I mean, you look back at him, it's like, okay, he's an ex WWE guy. You know, you look at Dean, you look at Moxley. Heck, he's really ex WWE. He was just there this year. So it's a, it's a different scenario. It doesn't feel the same to me. Are they going to treat it as a war? I don't know. Everyone's calling it a war, but now that it's what? here, now that it becomes a week to week battle, is AEW going to continue that that approach? of we're going to call them out. We're going to push their buttons. Or are they going to now settle in and be like, we're just going to concentrate on our show and do our thing. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the big million-dollar question in the room right now. What exactly mm-hmm. is AEW TV going to be, and is it going to include shots at WWE? Well, to be fair, that that's a question that I've been asking since uh, Double or Nothing. Yep. Um, that, that's really what it is for me, and that's what this show is going to have to be. Uh, with that said, I, I, you know, I, I understand why you see, you know, whether what people would call the war because, you know, Cody smashing the, um, the throne at all out or, um, you know, the bucks on YouTube, you know, directly mentioning WWE. Um, it just in the YouTube recommendations earlier today, uh, they recommended an episode of being the elite from a couple years ago where they quote unquote invaded raw. Um, you know, so yeah, uh, they've been taking shots, throwing little, little little jabs at him, and then of course Cody coming after after most of the shows, saying like, "Hey, you know, this is the revolution, and the other guys don't care, and, and all this other stuff." Triple H saying that this is a t-shirt company. Kenny Omega saying that these guys are developmental. I mean, it is what it is, but that's where that's kind of where it seems like history may be repeating itself, in that you don't really have to compete with WWE. AEW has a hard enough time as it is just existing in the landscape, cutthroat landscape of cable television. They have to convince people to watch them over the 700 million channels that there are in the spectrum of cable mm-hmm. and their direct competition. Whereas WWE really only needs people to watch Raw and SmackDown. So we've said it before, where, where uh, NXT moving to win or moving to the USA Network, it's just out of spite. That, that's all that it is. So I think the AEW has a tougher road to hoe, and if they're going to keep jabbing and poking the bear, I, I don't <clears throat> want it to happen, obviously, because we went from earlier this year going to, uh, um, you know, NXT is an hour. But if they're not like if it's not the week before takeover, you don't need to watch it. Raw and SmackDown are where they are. Impact, if you have Twitch or Hulu or you know, something, then maybe you'll be able to find it. And now it's like, no, we have a streamlined week of wrestling. Yeah. Can we point can we uh, point out? Can we uh detail the entire week of everything that's going on? Yeah, I don't have it. I can break it. I got it right in front of me. So now this will be cut once we're a few weeks into October because Tuesday night is in flux right now, but I'll break it down as we go. So of course, Monday night, we got Raw on the USA network with the season premiere next week. Funny how it's suddenly WWE premiere week. I think I said it would be that exact very thing a few weeks ago on this show. That's why you need to listen to the big gold belt people. We told you they would do this as a premiere week, and that's exactly what they're doing. So Raw on Monday, as it's always been. Coming in October, with SmackDown moving to Friday, Tuesday nights will be opening up, and it's official now. Impact Wrestling will be on access on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. 
Mm-hmm. When that's starting in October, I think I think it's just right after Bound for Glory, I think is the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they're going with. So it's a few weeks out. It's not starting this week. So this week there'll be nothing on Tuesday. I, I think but they're going to do a special for Impact and then start it like October. I want to say 26, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, so late in the month. But eventually yeah. Impact will be on Tuesdays. We know that much. That is for sure. Then, of course, Wednesday nights we have the doubleheader head-to-head battle at 8 p.m. We have NXT on the USA Network. And All Elite Wrestling Dynamite on TNT, head-to-head, two hours. That's that's the, the head-to-head battle everyone's going to be watching starting this Wednesday. Of course, we will be live in the building in D.C. here at the Cap One Arena to see the All Elite Wrestling debut. So next Thursday night when we record will be very interesting since we'll have the first-hand perspective of how the debut came across. Uh, Thursday nights, if you have the independent wrestling streaming service, IWTV Live, Uncharted Territory from Beyond Wrestling will be starting season two on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. And that's pretty much like a, a who's who of the best in indie wrestling out there. So if you're looking at the, for the true up and coming talent on the horizon, Uncharted Territory on independent wrestling, that's going to be on Thursday nights. Friday, we haven't even talked about Fox yet much this week. The big Fox premiere this Friday. Friday night SmackDown moves to Fox. That, in a lot of ways, is just as big or if not bigger than what's going to go down on Wednesday. That premiere Fox episode is going to be nuts. I'm dying to see how much uh, publicity there's going to be this weekend during the NFL games for that. So Friday night is WWE on Fox. And then to round it all out on your weekends, don't forget about your weekends. Saturday, the doubleheader on Access with Wild Women are Wrestling at 8 p.m., followed by New Japan at 8 p.m. on Access. I was what was that? So, we got a wind gust going on here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you all right, Jamal? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's a wind coming up. No. Yeah, let me finish So we have the doubleheader on Access. Mm-hmm. Wow. Japan back-to-back. Over on BN Sports at 9 p.m. against New Japan, you got MLW, which also eventually gets uploaded to YouTube. And then, of course... Different times, different channels, different places over the weekend. It may be the afternoon, it may be the middle of the night. Ring of Honor also has their hour out. There. <laughs> yeah. So, pretty much, there's probably something on every day of the week. Yeah. Easy. Easily. I, I can't stop laughing at the Ring of Honor thing because it always comes on when I'm out hanging out too late at some at, at some restaurant or bar or someplace. And I look at the, the TV and Ring of Honor. So, I'm like, what the? But it was I I was in Montreal over the weekend last weekend, and I saw Ring of Honor in French. Oh, but I was taping. I I, it, it was really weird because obviously it wasn't um, not Kevin Kelly, it wasn't Ian Riccoboni and and uh, uh, Colt. Uh, I don't I didn't catch the guys' names in French, but it was just you know pretty weird to just hear it dubbed. And also, and and more importantly, they're still showing shows from the Toronto show, so that's got to be a month ago when they uh. taped. Oh, so I don't know how old that episode was, whether whether it was a new episode or not. It was like Saturday at four o'clock in mm-hmm. Montreal. But um, but damn, a Ring of Honor French. Never thought I would say that I would be sit down and watch that. <laughs> um, let's talk about the publicity real quick. And also, I was what I was about to say to you. Where I wouldn't be surprised surprised that that ten o'clock slot on uh, Access is the Impact rerun to just make it a oh, solid yeah. three hours of wrestling. No doubt. Me. No doubt. Um, and, and speaking of which, AEW is going to have like a rerun on the weekends, apparently. So there's going to be some, some definitely some rebroadcasting of things. I think in like 
opportune time slots on the weekend just to kill time. So mm-hmm. to keep an keep an eye out for that too. Once we uh, get to next weekend, we might start seeing the beginning of that. But yeah, that, I mean, it's a full schedule. That is a lot of wrestling right. happening. Yeah, I was going to say right before I got ready for the show tonight, I was watching Fox and um, Fox was doing uh, their uh, NFL Thursday night little um, talk show. What do we want to call it? hype? This little hype thing or whatever. Pre-game you know, show. Or whatever. Yeah, pre-game show, whatever they call it. Um, and yeah, they sure enough, SmackDown publicity comes right on uh, with Becky Lynch theme song. Uh, me and Jamal, we talked about it. Bobby Lashley has a commercial locally with him on a set. Uh, look, looking like a talk show set, uh, talking about SmackDown with uh, who was he with? I forgot that question. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the local anchors uh, for channel. He does the news at ten o'clock. Yeah, but um, he came onto the set in here in DC, and uh, they cut like a thirty second promotion about SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, uh, it yep. really felt like one of the old Sports Center commercials where yep. just somebody just happens, somebody famous just happens to be uh, walking through the newsroom. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yes, yeah, I mean, I was watching TV and there's Bobby Lashley, you know, you know, talking about SmackDown Live on Friday. Yeah, they're 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 doing it. I mean, any little slot that they can put it in, it just makes sense. They're doing it. So, like I was kind of saying before this, uh, before this started, I feel like these commercials too and this publicity isn't forced. It feels very natural and uh, genuine. And what I mean by that, as uh, as as a fan and a consumer of of, of wrestling, it's just and, and of sports. Period. It didn't feel cheesy, like what the hell, you know. It just, it just, it's making sense. Like you know, something's big is coming to Fox. You're a wrestling fan. If you're not a wrestling fan, you, there's going to be some names or something you may know. So Lashley may be an OG wrestler that you know. Brock Lesnar is a name that you know all over sports. Period. They're putting the right people in the right places um, to get eyes on it, and they're hyping it in a sense that you just know that that debut show on Friday is going to be absolutely spectacular and. Um, like you said, they're hitting local networks, and Jamal, I don't want to take your point, but if they're hitting DC local networks, Jamal, like you, I'll let you finish your point you were saying earlier. Well, yeah, I mean, like Fox is uh, owned and operated uh, here in DC by the Fox Corporation, um, and there's a bunch of other cities around the country where you know WWE definitely could you know put, do a show and cut promos and a lot of little things that they do that we would see here. So don't be surprised if locally, wherever you are. Uh, on your local Fox station that you see, you know, Becky Lynch, you know, sit in the studio with, uh, you know, somebody in Charlotte or Minneapolis or Los Angeles or New York or Chicago uh, or Buffalo or wherever. And, you know, it's one of those things. And uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Cubs game at the Saturday night Fox uh, baseball game of the week, Braun Strowman was talking about his father's softball career uh, at Wrigley Field, talking to the John Smoltz and um, uh, hell is the other guy, Chip Carey, not Chip Carey. The guy from uh, that does the stupid guy from does the NFL on Fox, but yeah, the, that that's the thing though, and that integration is key. And honestly, TST isn't really running sports right now, so AEW doesn't have really the luxury to do that. But I wouldn't, I would be very surprised if we didn't see uh, Cody Rhodes and Shaquille O'Neal, um, you know, talking about stuff on the NBA on TNT on the nights that AEW doesn't run. TNT is running the hell out of that prom- uh, that commercial. Um, on all of their networks, which include like True TV and TBS uh, and CBS and stuff like that, yeah. um, obviously further down the road, and this is something that we'll have to you know you know keep an eye out. Just mark it on your calendar. Uh, the World Series is on Fox. Will Friday Night SmackDown be preempted for the World Series? And if so, then what? 
Um, yeah, they they did say that's the one date they will be preempted of the year. I'm guessing that night they'll probably just air on FS1 instead. But mm-hmm. otherwise, they have every Friday night on the Hold On calendar. World Series is the only thing that will bump them, is uh, how right. Fox explained it to the affiliates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. But also, in uh, of course, March Madness is a big deal for the Turner Networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, True TV, uh, you know, TNT, TBS, and CBS. Could AEW be bumped for uh, March Madness uh, this coming March? And, right. and honestly, if you're watching outside of the U.S., especially Canada and, and the UK, when will it come on? When will any of it come on? <laughs> God only knows. <laughs> so I really feel bad because you poor bastards are up there in, in England starting SmackDown or Raw at like 11 p.m. or midnight. And you're staying mm. up to 2 in the morning to watch it live. You are better than me. Mm. But <laughs> it still won't come on. And, and now I'm hearing that um, ITV has changed the deal for AEW. It won't be live. It's going to come on at like Sunday morning at eight in the morning or something yeah. silly like that. Yeah. Like four days later, people are like, not happy. <laughs> this is insane. This is absolutely insane. And then, of course, the SmackDown gets bumped on Fox. Will it get bumped for the rest of the world? Uh, will they just tape a show and, and air it later on the network? I mean, like these are like actual things as we get into this new climate as thing, other opportunities overlap. So very interested to see what happens. In that regard, oh, and I add that NST UK is moving to Thursdays as well too. Um, oh, can you watch that too? I mean, it's a great, it's a good show, but it's just that nobody promotes it. So NST UK can be all right now. Nobody would know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, which, is, which is really a shame because, like, Takeover Carter was a, a fantastic show. Yeah, you know, it's for me. It's one of those type of things. Now is that I, I feel like I'm kind of drawn to the to the idea of it being live, even though it's pre recorded or whatever, and technically it's still kind of like new. Just the live aspect kind of draws me a little more to seeing it away instead of waiting. Well, I mean, the internet doesn't help uh, that that thing, and obviously, yeah, know, that's that's I, that's true. on Twitter. Seeing what people are talking about is is a big plus to it. Yeah. Um, but if you are watching in an area where not only does it come on live for you or new for you, uh, because NXT UK comes on at three in the afternoon, which is 8 p.m. Uh, British time, that's still new for everybody. So cool that that, that works out. Yeah. But if you're watching AEW four days delayed, then <laughs> my God. Okay. Don't, you you cut your whole internet off if you ever want to appreciate something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently the workaround they have to do with that for the moment is... VPN. Well, well, no, apparently that or, you, you know, if you want to be legal, if you want to be street legal, they're, they're going to have it on the Fight app for uh, $4.99 a month. So you will be able to stream it live if you want to, but obviously then you're going to have to you're gonna have to open up the wallet to do that, unless you're doing like you said a VPN trick or something like that. There, the UK deal is absolutely a mess, and people are not happy about it because they made a lot of promises and a lot of boasts about the UK deal. I mean, there's that video going around right now that that Cody's trying to backpedal on, where he flat out said that they were going to have a better deal in the UK than the WWE does, and that's come back to bite him now. Because they mm. don't even have as good a deal as NXT. 
right now. <laughs> so something something happened there. Something fell apart. I don't know, but that I think that's kind of been the story with a lot of this stuff involving the launch of AEW that we've kind of talked about going along these last few months is like they have this group of vice presidents that don't have the experience in running a business. And I think we've seen these a handful of times now where it's like they're getting caught making statements that, you know, they're, they're over promising instead of, you know, under promising and then over delivering They're They're making a lot of boasts and talking a big game. And then in the end, it's like, Oh, you don't quite have all those cards in your hand now, do you? Mm-hmm. And this what the UK TV deal that definitely came back to bite them. So hopefully in time that will work out. But yeah, this week you might want to uh, turn off your internet (laughs) (laughs) if you're trying to stay in the loop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, a couple other things. Cause I don't, I don't. How much time we got? I don't know how much time we're running up on. Cause I can't see it. I'm assuming we're around like probably we're at 48 close to right now. Okay, okay, okay. We got we're coming up close. All right. Let's talk about this. The commentary team lineups really quick. Yes. The so, so Raw has. Uh, let me see. Jerry Lawler. I remember. Vic Joseph. Hey, what's up, dude? What up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's doing his running just in time. I'm just doing the running right now. <laughs> the hot tag. <laughs> um, um, and who else? Wait, if you Big have it, Joseph, up. yeah. The the dude that they debuted on 205 Live recently, that made I, I don't know his name, but like that. Yo, mate, Madden. Yes, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know this guy, so y'all got to fill me in on it. I don't I know. In front the, of me. I don't know this guy. I don't know this guy. But okay, so that's wrong. I've seen him on a couple episodes of Up, Up, Down, Down. I believe he does the commentary for Two Hundred Five Live. Two Hundred Five Live. Yes. After Vic moved, he kind of swooped in and started doing a backside commentary. Okay. 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 I, I will say down. this: I am thrilled at the idea of Raw having a completely different sound than it has had in ever i'm thrilled for vic joseph i don't know dio but i'm excited there's somebody completely different in the mix and i know a lot of people today were getting upset about jerry lawler being in there as the day went on supposedly the word was getting out that well he's not going to be involved in like everything he's just going to kind of be in and out throughout the show as maybe a familiar voice or something so we'll have to see but the idea that it's going to be a three-man booth might not necessarily be the case. It might be two and then Lawler for certain segments or something. I don't know. But Vic Joseph and Dio Madden as a you're one and two on Raw. I'm, I'm excited for something new there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue against that. I mean, obviously, everybody looking for Raw to, you know, how will it still be the A show? You know, if that's the thing that people that matters to people. Um I guess the real question for me is, where the hell is uh, Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton? Not there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the, 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 I wish the them well work, in their future endeavors. They might, maybe they go to main event. I would hope it's not th- that they only get stuck there. The, the only thing that was said this afternoon was that, like, he's still with the company and going to be involved with producing things. And, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of this, of course, is they're going to try this out. It's it's their season premiere, and you know we know how WWE is. They they won't hesitate to switch something up if they're not happy with it. So they're they're making a big change on Raw. So that that's I think that's pretty cool. That's to me that's really outside the norm for them. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's pretty exciting. NXT is staying exactly like it has been. So it's still going to be Morrow. It's still going to be Beth Phoenix. It's still going to be Nigel. So no changes on NXT as of yet. I would and rather then, have Enzo Amore uh, over Morrow call NXT. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't start this again. <laughs> Jamal can take all the heat on the Morrow <laughs> stuff this week in my place. Do the trash. I've said it before. <laughs> See, you needed to be around last week when I was getting roasted. <laughs> I, I said that. I said if Jamal was here, everything would, this this conversation would be a lot more intense right now. <laughs> yeah, and so like you said, SmackDown. Okay, so this is the big thing. SmackDown, Michael Cole is with. So let's let's be really verbatim here, as it reads on the WWE website. Raw has Vic Joseph, Jerry Lawler, and Dio Madden. SmackDown has Michael Cole and Corey Graves with Renee Young listed as a special uh, contributor. And then NST remains the same, basically. What in the world is a special contributor? Thank you. I've been wondering that all day. Yeah, that's that's the mystery question. Is she going to be involved in every segment, or is it going to be something like what Lawler's doing on Raw, where they'll just be they'll be in certain spots to kind of highlight no. different things? You know what you know she is? She's a street prophet. I mean, oh. that's that's no seriously. We're going to throw that's, to Renee that's, Young that's, in the back. Yeah, that's kind that's of exactly what. It. Yeah, they're the street prophets. I mean, just a person that is not really a part of the show but definitely has a presence to kind of bridge the gap in, in certain areas. Maybe she does like a sit down interview with somebody. Maybe she does. They, they show excerpts of, of her show that's, that's going to be premiering uh, sooner than later. Um, you know, maybe she has because Michael Cole used to do those sit down interviews with people. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a thing every week or week or so big sit down interview. Right. And that's what Renee is good at. That's where she came from, when, uh, from Canada. And that's, uh, she's done that very well. The live commentary, eh, not so much. So maybe as a special contributor, we might not get it every week, but if there's like a big angle that they're trying to push, uh, they can have Renee ask maybe some shoot questions. I'm thinking it's it's similar to remember uh, Todd Pettengill would kind of be like that sideline reporter back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now, when like most most of these professional sports have sideline reporters during halftime or during commercials, I think she might fit that Michelle Tafoya, Lisa Salters. Mm-hmm. Kind Aaron of Andrews, that mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that's exactly what they're going for. It's WWE's version of a sideline reporter, but you might but see how her is that side, any different than you might Kathy see her in Kelly the back. Hmm. No, because like, the, the people in the back, the um, the one that's you know, Renee Young, and there's one yeah. that's not Renee Young, and then there's another one, and then there's Kathy Kelly. And <laughs> they all do a similar deal where they're yeah. putting people in the back trying to scrounge around and gather these interviews. Uh, you know, bringing some journalistic integrity to the situation. Maybe she's so, mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> well, she's going to run the hotline. She's going to do all the in, all the in-ring stuff. Like, that is going to be her niche. Or maybe she helps write the questions for the other 7,000 interviewers like you brought up, Jamal. But I, I think that, honestly, a, the special contribution would be similar to what Tony Schiavone's been doing in the AEW green screen, um, the green screen center, and it's just a piece. It it will be relevant to things upcoming. Uh, maybe kind of maybe help. Maybe even like a highlight package. Uh, uh, from a, a week or so ago. 
yeah, I think that it's special because she's not there every week. So she may tape a thing once a month and and present it. Especially since she has her own show now. So, it, I mean, was that like it all? This is how you do it? Like, hey, you know, we take you, put it from Raw, put it from Raw. They got none of that. What? You're breaking up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, breaking up, man. I'm sorry. Hi, you hear me okay now? Yeah, yes. there you go. Okay, you sorry. Good, you that, good. Yeah, that just I said maybe that's the trade-off. You lose talking smack, you um you go to Raw, you leave Raw now, um, which is kind of weird because I thought they said she was gonna be permanent on Raw, but what's permanent nowadays? And um now the trade-off is to give her the new show on FX one, something we kind of been talking about for a while. Um However, as no as much as they're saying Renee, it's Renee Young's show, Booker T is also there. Um, but you know, and the ramifications of this show is much bigger than Talking Smack because you put it on FS1, um, and you consider you're giving this the eleven o'clock time slot. Um, this definitely frees up a lot of other analysts for other shows and obligations to be a part of this. So I really do expect this to be Every single bit of what we've been saying here on the show for a long time, where it will be a big review wrap-up show, talking wrestling, featuring other guests of uh, you know that cover other sports and so forth, or even other wrestlers to come about too. So um, I think for it from you know talking smack being something that was like pseudo scripted, I think this is going to be like really really open debate style. And much more, um, probably something that fits her much more than uh, the jobs that are being commentated. So, like, good for her overall. But um, hopefully, this was, wasn't just like a trade off because of the fact that they just wanted to ultimately move her off raw period and not give her, you know, a legitimate chance to continue to grow. Because like a lot of other people struggle too in that position. And um, you know, I think in the social media era too, it, it really didn't help because people were coming for her left and right. But um, hopefully this wasn't just like a, a harsh the criticism of her work up to this day and then a trade-off for it. Hopefully this nah. is this legit like something that she wanted to do that she felt was much better for yeah. her. Yeah, I, I don't think so at all. I think the move off Raw comes down to one thing. They are putting her on SmackDown because she's getting the show on FS1. So they are putting her completely under the Fox Sports umbrella. They okay. don't want her on you. If you have her on Raw, then she's tied to USA. Everything right, she's right, doing right. is going to be tied to Fox. So right, I think that right. was a very specific move to do with the giving her. I mean, she's going to have an hour on FS1 every week. That's a really big deal. So th- this is a promotion for her. This is okay. this is a big move. But yeah, moving her off of Raw, I think it just comes down to the Raw's on USA. And they want her completely on Fox. Just just randomly, y'all think that eleven o'clock time slot, you think it works? You think that's like what's left? Do you you know that does this get viewers? That's that's a late I mean, yeah, that's still late at night. I mean and for an hour so that makes that to twelve. Well, it depends on what the show is going to consist of. If it's going to be just a highlight package of everything else, then no. But if it's something specific uh, akin to Talking Smack or some sort of late night talk show on FS1, I could uh, or Fox One, I can see that working. You know, uh, because she has that personality. Because for years, ESPN has been trying to grab her. So I feel like this has been, like you said, well, a promotion. So I think she has the charisma to kind of make this into kind of like a late night talk show specific thing on fs1 
that may not just be WWE specific. She might just have like that Christine Leahy interview that Bailey did a couple weeks back. Maybe she can interview people from other walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with an hour, that's a lot of time to fill. It's right. not only giving her 30 well, I mean, minutes. So I think that, I think that hour, some flexibility. Really minutes. Yeah, but, but still, but I think that creates some flexibility for what she can do with the show where it wouldn't necessarily have to be all WWE. And I would also think they're probably going to, that, that strikes me as a show that they would replay during yes. different odd times throughout the week. So if it's only airing once a week, I think I think you know, yeah you have your debut at eleven o'clock. I think they're saying what on Wednesdays, Wednesdays mm-hmm. or Thursdays, what time of the day of the week they're saying. But mm-hmm. I would imagine after that they'll, they'll replay that a bunch of times. It's Guys. not a one and done. Guys, how long till we get Uncle Shannon and Booker T on the show together? Stop it! Nope, I don't <laughs> want to see that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, first of all, first of all, who said that three weeks ago? <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> I didn't write it. Did. <laughs> How long to this reality until this really becomes a question? Right obviously, it's gonna be a thing. But will uh, will the show be live uh, coast to coast on, on FS1? Um, if SmackDown is live, will that be live coast to coast on Fox? Because if you have a show, uh, Renee Young show with Booker T, uh, live at you know 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Eastern. And SmackDown is currently airing in California and hasn't aired in Hawaii. Then, oh, that that could be problematic. Yeah, SmackDown so, they they announced is going to be live on the East Coast, and then it will be tape delayed on the West Coast because otherwise it would be five in the afternoon out there. Apparently, the trade off is going to be if you really want to see it on the West Coast, it's going to be available on the uh, Fox Sports app. As a live uh-huh. feed, if you uh, okay. absolutely want to see it, because you got to oh. think about it this way: if they if they aired SmackDown every Friday live, local news ain't going to go for that out there. There's there's that that would be too hard to sell. So I can get why they're doing it at eight o'clock on the West Coast. Yeah, but they are going to put it on the app apparently. No, I, mean, I can get why they're doing it that way on the on the West Coast or everywhere west of Chicago. But the idea is still if you're going to have a live show. Uh, talking about the events of SmackDown at that would air at 10 Eastern, uh, 7 Pacific, that would be an hour before. You would be watching the wrap-up show live on FS1 before mm-hmm. SmackDown airs in California. Uh, unless they obviously do a, an East Coast, West Coast feed for FS1, which I'm not sure if they do. And Hawaii, well, oops, just don't just stay off TV. Just watch it on Tuesday or mm-hmm. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, the Renee, the Renee, the Renee Young show is going to be on Tuesdays. Just pulled up right. the press release for it to be Tuesdays at eleven, yeah. starting November fifth. WWE backstage. It doesn't say if it's going to be live or not. I wonder though. if it's going to be live or tape delay or, or or a recorded uh, show because yeah. WWE backstage. I wonder if it's just going to be like one of those. This is how the WWE works. These the, the, this week in WWE is a show that they already do, and it's basically a highlight package for the events of Raw and SmackDown, and they do that in about a half an hour. So that also that airs in the network currently. I wonder if it's going to be something like that. They they're going to have a special. Out. They're going to have a special preview on October fifteenth after the uh, AL, ALCS Game Three on FS1. So th- that tells you something right there. They're trying to hook hook some uh, baseball viewers in right after the game. So they're trying to give it some prime publicity. But yeah, that's, it doesn't say if it's live or not. 
But yes, another yet another thing to keep an eye on as we head into the fall. Yeah, interesting. Also, we might as well go ahead and just throw out that Skip Skip Bayless and Renee Young. That that could be an no. interesting duo. <laughs> no, you know who would be a more interesting duo? Cowherd and Renee Young, because I feel like she would get on his nerves so much. Yeah. And he hates wrestling fans so much. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He refers there, to there. wrestling fans as goobers still. Like, first off, who calls somebody a goober? But, <laughs> you know, like 1985 call. They want their gimmick back. But I, I love how much he hates it. So I know how much he has to toe the company line about, oh, this great programming <laughs> on, on Fox and blah, blah, blah. And he hates pro wrestling. I love it. <laughs> Anarchy. Um, is there anything? Is it worth even mentioning that greatest wrestler on SmackDown tournament thing? No. Wait, what? Yeah, no. The, well, that, well, I didn't even that, hear about this. It's like a tournament that they're doing on social media uh, where you can vote for who you feel is the greatest superstar to ever uh been on SmackDown. Mm. Oh yeah. We'll catch it. We'll uh, catch it next week. It's, most people would not, probably say not. The Rock because it's the Rock show. The like it was always deemed as the Rock's show. So I wouldn't be surprised if Rock wins that or maybe like the SmackDown six. Or or James Ellsworth. God. Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> they got they, they got four different eras of people, so you never know. And you know, obviously, popularity by recent memories is going to be very big. I mean, Kofi Kingston's in there, so you know, what could be that guy? Yeah, you know that thing. Um, also, AEW looks like they trademarked a, a little bit of bubbly. Um, so it looks like that shirt will be coming sometime soon. I will be needing that. And I um, the trademark was for an actual um uh, liquor. Yeah, well, so did I. Stuff. Oh, and the shirt was already out. Because you know they there's are definitely a Jericho. Stuff. There's definitely a Jericho shirt on PWTs. Yeah. 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 Because so that's the thing. I thought the trademark was for a foodstuff from Jericho himself. Like he trade he he trademarked that phrase for branding and licensing in a foodstuff. Right. I read it that AEW had did it, and obviously I and I, and I just correlated that with AEW trademark meaning that now that. It can make merchandise and stuff off of it, so I don't know. But um, market as as the thing that it is. So if you're trying to do that as uh, licensing in media, in licensing in food, and licensing in you know whatever, you have to add a description to what they're trademarking specifically. Yeah. So I thought that thing was an actual food. That's 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 what John I Morrison. John Morrison apparently signed back to WWE and. Uh, the only reason why I think this is like really worth note talking about right now is because um, if I don't get a John Morrison and R Truth movie by WWE Studios by two, end of 2020, I'm gonna be pretty upset because really? there's no better duo in Hollywood than them two. And chill, throw Trey songs back in there, and um, you know, let's let's get this going because we need y'all don't know y'all need this, but you do. So they need to make so sure that happens like, right away. Will this be WWE's version of the Expendables? You have, uh, oh. you know, Johnny Nitro, uh, R Truth, The Miz, um, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Randy Orton. 
<laughs> Gotta bring Ted DiBiase Jr. back since he was one of the Marines. Uh-huh. Everyone who's ever in one of the Marine movies gets to be in it. Kane's the yeah. villain from See No Evil. You know. There you go. And, and John Cena John makes Cena. a quick cameo. <laughs> <laughs> He's driving a car that says, get in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you hey. could bring Stone Cold because he was in the first Expendables. <laughs> So little, little less do you know oh, it. Like man. I know y'all guys are thinking about him being in the ring. I'm thinking about him making movies, and it, this needs to happen. Matter of fact, when is the WWE Network going to start putting their WWE studios on their app? Has that ever been on discussion? Because God knows you got to search the bottom of the deep blue sea to find the Marine Six anywhere. Like Redbox <laughs> doesn't even have should. it. <laughs> that our truth movie. I went through great leaps to be able to see that. First off, so, I didn't know until now that there's an R-Truth movie. Okay? Like, are you serious? I know. It was in theaters. Is it with yeah. him and little Jimmy? No, no, no. It was, yeah. it was called, what was this called? Blood Brothers? With him and Trey Song? Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, I, <laughs> yeah. I, saw it, I saw it in theaters. Why? Because <laughs> you need to get that, you need to get that surround effect. You need to get that Dolby Atmos in you when you're watching cinematic uh, sounds of our truth and Trey songs. You know the soundtrack's going to be fire. Our <laughs> truth being the hype man off every track. That's exactly what he's doing. I'm not even playing, y'all. I'm not even playing. Anybody's listening to this, like real talk. Go watch that. Like legit Trey Songs and R Truth has a movie out there. Blur it is called Blood Brothers. Um yeah, like it's, it's a, a really good BET blackbuster premiere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that does make sense when you say it that way. It's like it's a blackbuster from BET. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah, no, like it's like if you have nothing to do and you just have an, an overabundance of mambo sauce, then just like <laughs> up the wings, dip that some bitch in there and watch the March for Trey Song make make movie magic. <laughs> It can't be any worse than the chaperone, that's for sure. Oh man! Oh, so, and it man. that came out. Um, was it like oh. Heaven's, Heaven's Wait or something like that? Oh yeah, where he he's like he's like a recovering addict or something. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I know the one you're talking about. Can't think of the name, but I know the one you're talking about. I'm not going to lie. I saw the first Marine years ago with John Cena. I, w- I, I was working for a youth group, and I took all the youth to go see it because they liked John Cena. And I'm sitting in the theater thinking, what the hell am I spending a Saturday afternoon watching this crap for? Like, really? <laughs> to be uh, fair, 12 rounds with, G- with Ambrose or Moxley was not bad. That was pretty the, decent. The- the only twelve rounds is the first one. That that also the sound the score for that movie I think is still one of my favorite action scores of all time. But like, yeah, a lot of those other ones are pretty stretched for like a solid movie. That Ambrose one, him counting the bullets, like the concept of the first twelve rounds made sense. Like as a game, in each round you have to like compete for something to save the person. But <laughs> him, him counting rounds as, of bullets, him counting rounds of bullets is the most bizarre thing. <laughs> I, I, why would I? Don't, yeah. Well, are you no surprised that it's Moxley doing the twelve rounds of bullet counting? Like he's the only person that would make sense with, unless it was uh, Prime McFoley doing that. That's about it. One round, two rounds, <laughs> four rounds. Yeah, but but no. When are WWE Network going to put their WWE Studios movies on there? What would, what would be prohibiting them from doing that? Because even they're not that stupid. Because, because really, do you really think 
that they really want to waste the server space on nope. Marine Three whole front or or, or 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 the way Barrett uh you know tour de force dead man down. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I forgot about that. I, I guarantee. I guarantee there is some random foreign countries where those things are still airing, and so they're still getting like <laughs> they're still getting some random pennies in on them. That's probably more money and more plays than they would get just sitting on the network, and that's probably the holdup. They're like these are showing over in like Eastern Yugoslavia, like with the yeah. morning. We got to get you know, that money. What, what's <laughs> huge in in uh, in Bruce is the uh, in 2016 masterpiece. Interrogation starting Edge and Lana. Ne- <laughs> never heard of that. Never really? heard, never heard it. Never oh heard my of god! That it, it 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 was it was bad, but I did see that in theaters. <laughs> yeah, basically, like it's 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 a spy movie type of a deal, and, and Lana is like, a yeah, it's, it's a sp- ish. A Russian spy. Uh, so, yeah. Is she Russian in it or is she American? No, she's she's definitely from Central Florida. <laughs> so she's not even doing a Russian spy gimmick in it. Come on, man. No, no. She, she's was she, not. Was she beachgoer number four? No, she's not. <laughs> she's on the poster. Oh, she's actually in it. Okay, yeah, like she was she's in Pitch in Perfect. Right, but she was in Pitch Perfect as an extra. But um, but no, like she's like in this movie. She stars in it with Edge. That's why I saw it. Okay. Won't watch yeah. it, but okay. <laughs> Which one of y'all said they'll be dumb to waste server space? What are these movies? <laughs> That's the title, by the way. It'll be dumb to waste the server space. Look, I'm just going to say that it won't be long before Saudi Arabia has a movie filmed there. Stop so it. <laughs> don't be surprised. Hey, they're heading there for Halloween. So, I, is that I, the I, next I, one? Zeno Evil 2. Zeno <laughs> Evil 2, Blood in the Desert. Coming. <laughs> I, I really can't wait for the ride along in the Saudi uh, Arabian desert. Oh God! <laughs> if Sami Zayn doesn't come back alive. Um. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we know he won't be there though. Yeah. He won't be there at all. Oh, but all we right. both, wait before <laughs> we started this with Morrison. <laughs> the only good thing of him coming back, I was. Is is if he goes to a minor brand, maybe NXT or like SmackDown, he does some his usual shtick. And let's be honest, for me personally, if it means Taya comes with him, I'm okay with that. I would nah, love to see Taya Valkyrie. She's, she's still the champ, so that is that's not happening. You never know. Contracts are weird. Eventually, yeah. Also, also I too, say you put him in a tag team. Is what I say you do with him. With the oh, Miz. Well, <laughs> also too. Uh, people just seem to just dip out on impact just pro bono. It's like I'm out of here, and that's just be it. So you you never know at this point. So very true. I mean, heck, their whole production staff just left to uh, go to AEW, so it's AEW, not unheard of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what else is there to cover. I think we, I, I for sure I think we hit everything now. Might be time for us to wrap it up. I'm trying to see is there anything else. I know I'm waiting for that Leo Rush, uh, you know, uh, sound uh, CD to be on Spotify. I'll stop it. That serious. That last song he did, we ain't talking it about, but bad. That, yeah, I I was feeling it, but was right. I, I gotta say, my only criticism about it is that he wrote that in a really particular time in his life. Can he channel that same energy now that he's back active again? You know. Mm-hmm. 
Mary J. Blige makes her best music when she's hurt. <laughs> and then Keisha Cole. But when these people are happy or in relationships or things are going right, the quality of music ain't coming from the same place. Well, that- considering that I wasn't exactly looking for a Leo Rush uh, you know, single, and now that I'm not exactly afraid of a Leo Rush single, what could possibly go wrong? Um, he but he makes an album. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that actually wouldn't be terrible. I, it was good enough where I go. You know what? I could listen to this once. What? Yeah, I, I really, I, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I was really feeling that that bit, the video and the, the the message, the song, everything. I was really feeling it. It was really dope. Yeah. One one thing before we go, uh, just a quick question. Um, what should AEW do with, if anything, Nyla Rose? Uh, I don't know. Right, is this coming after the comments that she deleted? Yeah, after the comments that she made. Oh, um, I, didn't, I didn't see this. Uh, I, I don't this. have exact comments in front of me. But the bottom line is, is that somebody, uh, you know, said something about Nyla Rose shouldn't win. And, and no, he, actually, the comment was, the dude made a, a comment about her being a transgendered woman. Transgendered woman, right. And making this transition for, to, to be a woman. And Nala Rose, you know, responded back trolling the dude and saying some also, not equally, but also in some inflammatory uh, language that you really shouldn't do that as you are, you know, on TV now. Your words carry more weight than some asshole on the internet. I'm going to paraphrase some some of what she said. It was basically like, oh, did mommy not give you enough love? Did daddy put his mm on you? Oh. (laughs) Something along those lines. Yeah, it's similar to something where I say like, "Hey, you gonna let your, you know, your your uncle, uh, you know, fuck you in that mouth?" That's it's, it's similar. <laughs> it's similar to that. But hey. the, the idea is um, whether or not you ag- agree with her standing up for herself or whatever. Um, she has to be the bigger person. There's no excuse for that. Um, yeah. She is the talent. She represents the company. Uh, mm-hmm. Language like that is 100 percent inexcusable period mm-hmm. here's here's what i was thinking when that all happened because i i, I came i came late to that party and i kind of caught up on it she was at the renaissance fair the whole day talking about drinking mead so this is one of those times where i honestly believe she had one too many mm-hmm. decided to respond to a, a twitter troll because she was a little hammered and then that was the result because not long after she said it she deleted within like an hour realizing Oops. So okay, again, so, think before you hit send, I guess is the bottom line here before yeah. people, you know. Um, yes, yeah, so and she actually did uh, you know, officially apologize, uh, say it in a quote. I'd like to apologize for my comment yesterday. I've always tried to take the high road and rise above, ignore the hateful and hurtful insults that I receive daily. Unfortunately, I let some hateful comments get in the way of my better judgment. I believe that sometimes people forget that real people are on the other end of the screen. I replied in frustration and anger and didn't consider that it would that it could affect and hurt, and for that I am truly sorry. Cool. I don't particularly care, though. Yeah. At that point, I'm just like, whatever. You yeah. apologize, even if it's a corporate apology. You know, what's right. going to come out of it? Does she get de-pushed? I guess that's your question, Jamal. What happens next? Does she get de-pushed? Does she well, get... Well, what should they do, if anything? Well, I mean, this is this is training, um and you know per staffing you should have somebody on your staff that mediates the situation people know now that your your twitter page doesn't only reflect you 
But mm-hmm. now that you have this contract, you reflect um, this this company. You so you, when you say statements, it reflects us. And not only just that, you're moving. We're moving towards the debut show in Washington D.C. So you're also kind of reflecting your hometown as well too, because that match, all the eyes and TNT, is all on the stakes right there. So when you have somebody that they're featuring so heavy, like I talked about in the beginning of the show, she's being she's talked about. In the DC papers, um, you have the title match, the debut show for TNT, the new brand AEW, um, which you could be the, the inaugural champ. Um, is I think it just comes down to, to the staffing of the company where they have a mediator that sits down or HR, whatever you want to call it, and say, like, you know, this is the ramifications of what mistakes can do like that. Remember, your social media is branding yourself or the reflection of everyone else. I don't think punishment needs to happen. I think it just needs to be like a remember this. Okay? Let's keep pushing forward right now and and and, and um you know in the launch of this brand and and just let's just be very cautious of this because um you know people make mistakes and I, for everything Damien said that can totally be true. It doesn't mean it's excusable, but lessons can be learned here. I don't think scolding or any type of punishment should come immediately from this as we hope this isn't a reflection of character but just a mistake Hmm. yeah well we'll we'll see obviously this is the first time that we've seen something like this happen uh you know one is an anomaly two is a trend let's not have a trend um and so i'm willing to you know put this in the pocket and move on but yeah we don't i mean we definitely don't forget um and i think unfortunately to be fair, she's going to get a lot of undue scrutiny uh, because of the whole transgender thing. People still want to be a dick about that. It doesn't really make sense, but it is what it is. And I think that will probably be the match. That honestly is the match. If you look at the YouTube comments and all the message work and stuff, it's probably the match that sticks out the most. Is, oh, absolutely. You know, this, yeah, this this match uh, versus Nyla Rose and, and Rio. And honestly, it could have been Awesome Kong versus Rio. And I think the comments would have been definitely a lot less hurtful and racist, but certainly the same sentiment of how the hell does this tiny Japanese woman beat this uh, man beast uh, of a woman? It, you know, so it's it, that's personally the most interesting story uh, as we go into um, this coming Wednesday night. But yeah, kind of want kind of want Rio to win because I think that's the better story told. But realistically. It's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward, managing all of these uh, different spinning plates. Yeah, that that match I definitely think is the most interesting match this Wednesday. And it's really, I think, of all the things on the show, I think it might be the most interesting thing that we're going to get to have that experience of seeing how it comes across live in D.C. versus how it comes across on tape and then what the reaction is nationwide. I think there could be a lot. That match can be... I've mentioned this before on air. That match can have a lot of different takes to it. Obviously, for us here in DC, it's like it's someone from you know the area. It's all we have the local interest story to it. But if you're not from here, what, what the hell? You give a damn if Nile Rose is from DC? That doesn't mean anything to you. So that goes out the window if you're not from this area. Um, there's the whole transgender aspect to it, and that whole part of it. Some people that resonates to other people, it doesn't. And then even if you take that all out of it, you have, like you were just saying, Jamal, you have Rio out here as this tiny little Japanese girl 
going against Nyla Rose monster the beast. and just on yeah beast whatever you want to call it just going on that visual alone if you take everything else out of it it's a David versus Goliath story and Nyla's right. Goliath so in that respect if you take everything else out of it then it's like there's an easy story to tell where Nyla's the bully and Rio's the underdog and if you're looking at it that way then you know, there's it's an odd match in that way to me, where it's like there's just so many different ways it can be interpreted, and I'm really curious to see how it all shakes out in the end, as far as yeah. what the reaction to that match is. Yeah, especially in, uh, just from a standpoint of intergender wrestling in general, uh, when you have uh, you know a person of a larger size beating up a smaller person, a lot of people. Definitely don't want to see uh, a man beat up a woman. Okay, cool. These are two women going at it. And there's the idea of this much larger woman. And it doesn't matter if it's Nia Jax or if it's Nyla Rose or if it's Austin Kong or if it's Aja Kong. Rio is like the size of Daniel Bryan. Right. If not a little bit bigger than Daniel Bryan. And it's like, how the hell is going to happen? Will people actually give it a chance? Um and then when you add in the other social aspects of it about transgender and all that, uh, all that stuff, it's kind of the really that's going to be like the litmus test of what they can do, the extremes, because it, it doesn't have to always be about the blood. It doesn't have to always be about blood and guts, as they said. It's the litmus test of what the fans will be willing to tolerate. And I think it's a, it's a hell of a story that they're going to tell, and I hope they do it right. And I think you just brought up another interesting point while talking about this. Has AEW painted themselves into a corner with this match? Because if if Nyla Rose wins, they only gave the belt to her because it's her hometown or because she's transgendered. If she loses the match, they didn't give her the belt because she's transgendered. Have they painted themselves into a corner with this match? Well, that was actually something that I didn't consider because my mindset was Nyla's going to win because Rios doesn't live in the U.S. Right. Because you're you're a more I don't want to say knowledgeable fan, but you are able to see all the panoramic view of it all. I'm thinking AEW casual bro bro type fan. Have they painted themselves into a corner because of that? Yeah, of course. You know you you know their fan base is ready, just ready. I mean, look, Will deals with them on a on a daily basis on Twitter. So you know, <laughs> matter of fact, Lord knows they're already saying it. I mean, there there are people that are obviously going to say those things, regardless, whichever way the match goes. I mean, those are the, those are the people who are already saying, you know, she's only in the match because it's a social justice statement. She's not there because she deserves it. They're just doing it because of pop. You Jeez. know, God. Yeah, they, right. But that that is a sentiment from a very you know hopefully small. Equally ignorant, uh, you know, crowd because she did win. Like, but then again, Rio did beat Nyla Rose at what is it, Fight for Fallen? So there is some story there, and they've been doing a pretty damn good job of telling that story. Um, you know, and the interviews that they've been doing on the uh, Road to TNT show on the YouTube was actually pretty compelling. Um, Rio flat out saying, like, hey, I know I see what you see, and I know who I am, but what you don't know is. I can actually win this. I'm I'm sold, and honestly, that's for me as the, as a fan of women's wrestling in general. This is probably the most interesting story uh, because we know there's so many other caveats, especially since Rio doesn't live in the U.S. 
she's still working uh, matches for your promotions in Japan uh, in the interim. You know, if she is the women's champion, uh, they have a show every Wednesday. One would think that that would be featured. I hope, you know, Rio doesn't turn it into Brock Lesnar and then she just has to fly from <laughs> Japan to Baltimore. Uh, from <laughs> show in November. Uh, um, so then, so like, you know, logistically going forward, that is a thing. And then, of course, Nala Rose is in her, home, in her hometown. Um, and obviously, after she beats Rio, then you definitely want to set her up with um, with Awesome Kong. That's obviously the that's the that's the move right there. But then again, there's so many other women that could be in that um, that top spot as well, like a brick breaker who they've been pushing, um, and Priestley, and you know these are these are things. So the women's division has kind of been slept on, and that's largely because they don't have enough time in general to cover it all. But I hope they give it a little bit more justice. What I mean, I know the show is two hours. They really need a, like a Bleacher BR Live uh, like pre-show, maybe just a half an hour. Just a half hour pre-show to kind of get you caught up to speed. Streaming on YouTube, streaming on Bleacher Report, and we go into uh, the main show live. Because it's really hard to follow if you just only watch Being the Elite and the YouTube thing or follow them on Twitter. Right, because I don't follow enough. that. Yeah, I don't follow right. any of that. So right. that's not enough. Seeing, seeing the card, I'm thinking, oh, that's a reason for me to tune in. That's pretty cool. And like you said, Jamal, when, when it comes to women's wrestling, we were coming off of 2019 where women's wrestling was pushed to the forefront with the all you know the women's main event at WrestleMania, May Young Classic 2. So why haven't they really jumped on this? And you're right. It's because they were putting this division together kind of on the fly and they didn't have enough time to kind of invest in these characters. Now we're going to get a slow burn when the television starts of introducing Allie and Britt and Bia and hope, well, hopefully some other Joshi competitors that can come more often than just once a month. Um, so I'm looking forward to a women's division in AEW just because it gives someone like me who, who loves women's wrestling a chance to see different talent that I have never seen before. Like, I didn't know who Riho was until she debuted at AEW. So for me, I was excited because, oh, I've never seen this person. So hopefully going forward, after this first women's title match, this is the start of a very robust division, robust division, because if it's the same three people every week, you're going to lose viewers real quick for women's wrestling there. No doubt. Yeah. And Stephanie McMahon can't, isn't there to save them. So. Yeah. <laughs> to make herself the heel of the division, right? Yeah. <laughs> she invented women's wrestling so in 2004. So. Jesus Christ. Uh, by the way, I'm glad Kylie Ray's back. Let's just throw that out there. I was happy to see Kylie Ray come back last week. So. Yeah, we'll stay tuned. We'll fun. see if what that develops into. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. So that that yeah. I mean, we did right spend like two weeks ago basically saying we've missed Kylie Ray, and then all of a sudden, whoa, 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 surprise! Okay, not all of us. Some no, of okay, us, okay, like, cool. weeks ago, we're saying we miss her, and then mm-hmm. ta-da! Out of nowhere, mm-hmm. she appears back on the scene. So seems seems physically okay and mentally okay. So hmm, but I digress. Yeah. I digress. All right, well, I'm sure we're done now, right? <laughs> I think so. 
think right. we've done it all. Now we just got to wait for these shows to happen. Uh, anything <laughs> else is some content for tonight. Anything else. That last bit was was good, though. I didn't know anything about it, so I was definitely listening, tuning in to hear your thoughts on that, because I, I, that went right over... I went right under the radar for me, so that's interesting. We'll, this Saturday, Battle Club Pro in New York. Yes! That's right. Um, yes. uh, do Anything you have that up? 185 oh, Hillary Street. Yes, 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 yes. Brooklyn, yes. New York. It's intergender wrestling. LAX's last match on the indies before they go to AEW full-time. Tessa wrestling their champ, Anthony Bowens. It's going to be a great show. All, all intergender. Yeah. LAX versus the C-Stars. It's going to be fun. Again, Battle Club Pro. Get your tickets at Brown Paper Tickets, uh, X Battle Club Pro on social media. Go buy your tickets. Isn't Jordan Gray on the show too? Yeah, she is wrestling Darius Carter. That's right. Ooh. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, fun. that's it. Um, <laughs> and you can get all that information on our website, biggoldgroup.com. See it right up on our top on upcoming events. So you can get the information for Primetime Pro Wrestling, get the information for Battle Club. Um, and AEW will be there next week. I don't know where we're hanging out at. A few people reached out to me. I don't know. Shoot us on a uh, hit us on the Twitter machine. I'm sure we'll grab a bite to eat or a beer before we get in there if we want to hang out beforehand. But I yeah, want we got the we weekend around, to figure that out. Yeah, we, we'll we'll be heavily guarded if you come around that coming around trying to attack Will. We'll we'll be heavily guarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Watch my back. <laughs> But no, no, for real. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh we'll we'll, we'll we will be in the building for that in prime time as well too. All things this weekend. Get ready for the long call next week as it's gonna be so much more stuff to cover and so forth for the fallout of the very very special uh, week and debut of AEW and so on. So, um, yeah. So for until next week, um, and those for the team for the show, but for Damien, myself, Jamal, and Will, in the absence of my sellers, we will catch you guys next Thursday. Peace out.